my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing great so far. Looking forward to the holiday weekend, or the holiday week next week. Looking forward to Stranger Things 3. I also saw Toy Story 4 last week, and I really enjoyed it. I also saw the new Child's Play movie, which I... I thought it was alright. Granted, I, I was staring at the floor for some of it. Some of the scenes. Like, I can't watch this. <laughs> but just to let you know, since summer started last Friday, I'm starting the Full House Fuller House Summer Fun Series, which will go from last Friday, June 21st, all the way to the end of June, or bleh, all the way to the end of July. And then in August, I'm going to do some birthday episodes from Full House. And then in September, we're going to get back to school. October's going to be a couple Halloween episodes. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I got, it's the whole year is basically, the rest of the year is planned out. November's going to be Thanksgiving episodes, of course. December's going to be nothing but Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Lots of Full House episode, Christmas episodes. There's at least, I think, probably three or four Christmas episodes of Full House. There's a couple are of Fuller House. So it's just, it's going to be an awesome year of fun-themed episodes. And, of course, starting in January, the Jesse and Becky is going to be the theme for January. It's going to be their first meeting in season two. It's going to be them almost eloping. It's going to be the engagement, the wedding, and it's going to end with the birth of Nikki and Alex. That is going to be the bookend for that. I also plan down the road to do Jesse and Becky dealing with, you know, parenting the twins and stuff like that. So that'll, that'll be later. Also in February, you're going to get a lot of Valentine's episodes. Also, there are a couple episodes that deal with Michelle gets her first crush on, on Howie. Stephanie's feeling neglected and left out, so she marries her friend Harry. It just... A lot of fun romance cutesy for the month of February. And then we'll kind of we'll kind of see what I got planned out for later in the year. So it, it's just a fun fun time. So of course today's episode is from Full House. It's season 3, episode 1 entitled Tanner's Island. This episode aired on C- September 22nd, 1989. Oh my goodness, we are that much closer to the 90s. 
I would have been seven years old for almost, not quite a month, but just like two days away from having been seven for a full month. I would have started first grade also. And I'd like to say I watched all of Full House when it aired, but honestly, between the ages of five and seven, so uh, 87 to 89, I kind of blocked out those years. I really don't have uh, a good uh, consensus of uh, what all I was watching then. I swear I remember watching full hot like little Stephanie and you know being right around the same age but all right we got oh we got user review sweetness sweetness all right this episode's got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 190 ratings I'm gonna get something to drink my mouth is dry it is getting warm in here I'd even open up one of these windows I just gotta remember to close it before I leave and maybe even write myself a note because I know that if I don't write a note or something I'm gonna be freaking out once I get to work again did I shut that window did I shut that slider door when I went at uh, and saw Toy Story um, beforehand you know earlier in the afternoon I was burning some candles and I would have loved Toy Story even more if I wasn't thinking did I blow out that candle did I I know I did didn't I and I'm envisioning my house burning down <laughs> I just I get stressed out like that even if I and I I was rushing home like please don't let my house be burnt down it wasn't the candle was you know it was burnt out it was it, the candle was fine and everything but it's just that that fear that sets in like that. It's not like a panic attack, but it's just that stress and nervousness. Like, did I, did I do that? So, but it is getting warm in this room. So it's like 71 right now, which is nice. The sun is out. I've had nothing but rain. Like the entire month of May, I know nothing but rain. So also I am recording this on Wednesday. Which, of course, my oldest fur baby, Quinn, she turned six today. I put her picture up on Instagram. And also, I'll put it on the Facebook pages and everything that I have set up for the podcasts. And I took her picture. She just really, like, ugh, turning six. And she didn't come down willingly or either. I actually had to bring her, pick her up and bring her down stairs and... I had her cake set up and the number candle and everything. I got some good, decent pictures out of her. And then she just went upstairs. Then a couple times she comes back downstairs but sees me, thinks I gotta grab her again, and just zips back upstairs like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I love her. I cannot believe she's six already. That it's amazing how much has happened and changed in just six years. All right, so this episode was directed by Bill Foster, writer Jeff Franklin, who's the creator, and written by Jeff Franklin, the creator. All right. Oh, we got a user review. We got some connections. We got some quotes. We got, we got some stuff. Let's go to the review. 10 out of 10, the one in Hawaii. This one was from June 1st, 2015. 
This is one of my all-time favorite episodes, not just from season three, but from the entire series. It's a very funny season premiere, and it sets off, sets the show off to start another great season. In this episode, the Tanner clan decide to take a family vacation to Hawaii to celebrate the family living together for two whole years. Everyone is going, including Becky. They go to Hawaii for a week where they do so much fun stuff. But then when they all decide to go out on a boat, get stranded on a little island, and the boat drifts off, that's when we really have fun. Especially <coughs> when they figure out they're not on a deserted island at all. Spoiler alert! Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10, which in my ratings book is freaking redonkulous. Yes! This one's got an 8 out of 10. Let's go Hawaii! This one is from March 30th, 2014. This starts off yet another excellent story of our favorite men and girls in celebration of Jesse and Joey's two-year anniversary of moving into the Tanner home. Danny is training the family to a week in Hawaii. Everyone is looking forward to it, though some may have a different idea than others. Jesse is excited to be going with Becky, the love of his life, and he and wants to see all the Elvis movie spots. Danny is looking forward to lots of family time and has created a clipboard of fun that schedules every minute of the vacation. Luckily, this does come back. Well, not luckily, but it comes back in the Disney World uh, vacation thing where he's got a clipboard like we're all going to do whatever we want to do. You know, all of it's going to be done, but we're doing it together as a family and everyone just throws. He just hands them like a, a, a piece of an itinerary, basically. And as they're all off to do their own thing, they're throwing the itinerary in the trash like we're not doing this again. But this time around, when he first does this, like, everyone wants to do something different. We're all going to be doing things together as a family. Joey, of course, is going to want to go golfing, which nobody else. And he's like, hey, anyone else want to, like, grab a club and, you know, hang out? And everyone's kind of hanging out in the shade and the golf cart's like, meh, no, we're good. Jesse, of course, Elvis wannabe fanatic has to go and check out every single spot that Elvis did a Hawaii movie in. And he's like, get a picture of me hanging out by this palm tree. Bleh! And then doing the little Elvis curl lip. And it's like... <laughs> so the the reviewer kind of has this wrong. He says Jesse has it in mind. Is, has his mindset on meeting a nice Hawaiian girl. Actually, it's Joey. So much that he imagines seeing her. Before the trip is over, everyone will annoy... The other with the perceived plans they had for the trip. Now they must decide what's more important, family togetherness or getting what they want from the trip. Their waterfall fight is one of my favorite scenes from the entire se Oh, with Jesse and Becky by the waterfall and they're arguing and she's just had enough of his Elvis this, Elvis that. Oh my goodness. Oh, I like this one. 8 out of 10, Tropical Trouble. To celebrate the two-year anniversary, oh, this one's from uh, 2018, February 25th. So to celebrate the two-year anniversary, when Jesse and Joey moved in, Danny takes the family on a trip to Hawaii. He even takes Becky along. They are having a good time until an error in reading the map leaves them to a seemingly uninhabited Hawaiian island. 
Legends Stephanie read make her the most worried. I am a total sucker for Hawaiian culture. The tanners doing the regular stuff in Hawaii before getting stranded is brief, but I really liked it. When they do get stranded, it is cool. The Hawaiian landscape is always one to savor, and wondering how they will survive being shipwrecked on a remote island is awesome. This has been done before, but a sitcom such as this, getting it right, is a real big treat. A concert happened, which was a great way to end the episode. Season 3 is perhaps the worst season in the show, but this remains a highlight. Oh, here we go. I think this is the last one. Okay, yes. 7 out of 10. This is July 22nd, 2017. Too much fun. Dot, dot, dot. But funny. This episode was a little too much based on their vacation. What? <laughs> it was a little less about acting and mostly about them enjoying their time in Hawaii. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would say it was more like a reality episode. Not sure how to... Well, that reminds me when um the Elf Christmas episode from season two, you had the family going to a remote cabin in the woods. And it just, it looks so different being like they're not on you know, set and everything, and it's just, it, it's, it's cool. I, I kind of like it, too. But anyway, it was funny anyway. Jesse was supposed to enjoy his trip with Becky, but got a little carried away with Elvis again. Well, uh, yeah, of course. Skipper, in quotes, Danny, got the whole family stuck on an island. Joey's mind kept playing tricks on him. That's pretty much... That's pretty much the review <laughs> for that one. Um, connections. Here we go. Blue Hawaii. While vacationing, vacationing in Hawaii, Jesse seeks filming locations and reenacts scenes from... What in the world? Dang it. Why does it do this? Thank you. IMDb. Get your butt in gear. Get it together. Gilligan's Island. In addition to the title reference, Gilligan's Island is mentioned throughout the episode. Paradise Hawaiian style. This is from 1966. Jesse seeks Hawaiian landmarks linked to Elvis Presley's Hawaiian films. All right. Um, Blue Hawaii was in 1961. Okay. So I don't know how many movies, Hawaiian movies, that Elvis did. I'll have to look that up sometime. Ooh, here we go. We got a goof. Couples. Some goofs. The Hawaiian native who leads the family to... Tahitian dancing stage has a New Zealand accent. Well, you know what? Your guess is as good as mine. I would not have known that. When the family gets stranded on the island, they do not bring any kind of luggage with them. By the time they sit by the fire, they somehow acquire different clothes. Well, my guess is, yeah, they probably wouldn't bring luggage with them because it was probably just going to be a, like a day trip. But then again, look what happened to the Gilligan's Island people. They were going, wasn't it like a three-hour tour or something? And you're just bringing what you're bringing with you because, you know, like, I'm going to come back, right? I don't need to bring all my stuff with me. But then again, it's like, you're going to go in the water. You're probably going to want to bring a change of clothes. You're not going to be wanting to walk around in a soggy bathing suit or, you know, um, Swim trunks, the whole... But then again, you're in hot weather, so of course that stuff's gonna dry. But it's just... I don't... I don't really go swimming in lakes. I really don't. Especially, you got E. coli-type alerts and warnings going on. It's like, no, I don't want to be... I would honestly rather be in a pool of my own creation, 
water that I know where it's coming from. It's crystal clear. You don't have any surprises. No seaweed, no gunky schmunky. None of that stuff surprising you in the water because you can see the crystal clear blue water. That is my rant on that. All right, here's another goof. When Jesse talks to Be uh, Rebecca above the waterfall, he raises his hand and extends two fingers and a thumb. In the next shot, all fingers are extended, and in the next, it's only the two and the thumb again. Uh, okay. Factual errors. The Hawaiian native... Okay, I already read that. Yeah. Miscellaneous. Around 13 minutes in the upper left corner, you can visibly see a red house. During this part of the episode, the Tanner family is supposed to be on an end uninhabited island. Well, I should look for that, shouldn't I? DJ claim revealing mistakes. DJ claims to have fished a clipboard out of the water, yet only the bottom left corner of the paper is wet. Well, all right, just before I get into the episode, I want to let you all know if you are just tuning in for the first time, thank you, thank you so much for jumping on board with this Full House Summer Fun series. I'm excited. And I want to let you know where you can go and follow along with the podcast. Get updates on upcoming episodes, fun stuff like that. I gotta get back into doing the trivia so I can give you guys shoutouts, right? So, Facebook at Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. There's that. There is Instagram. Let me pull this up. At OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. I know it's mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> At Twitter, OMHC Full House slash Fuller House Podcast. And if you would like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And I kind of make sure to be getting that stuff in the description so that way you guys have access. Because just listening to me talking about it and then trying to write it all down. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one writes stuff down anymore, do they? Maybe. <laughs> me and my lists. <laughs> Jeremy and I are actually going on a trip uh, next month for our 12-year anniversary. Uh, we're heading down to Texas. So, I've never been to Texas. He was there once when he was like 16. And I'm just, we're kind of scoping things out. We're thinking about maybe moving down there next year. Um, we've had this on the, my husband has had this, talked about it for the last three to five years. And I think it's honestly, really, I think it's time for change. So, yeah, we're just going to scope things out. Kind of, I want to definitely take a limo ride, a tour of, like, Dallas of, uh, a limo ride and stuff. I thought that'd be kind of cool to do. So, I don't know what someone's doing. They're working on something out there. And I still gotta make my lunch. I am really hungry. I had two waffles. I'm on a Eggo waffle kick. The um, chocolate chip waffles. And then also the strawberry ones. I just, I don't put anything on them. I just pop them in the toaster and just eat them plain. So, that's what I'm into. But I think I might make a burger for myself. Because I am really, really hungry. Good. Get that going, and then jump right into this episode, and it's going to go up on Friday. That's my plan, is basically getting stuff up on Fridays, because Full House Fridays just goes great, goes great together. So we jump into the cold open here, and we have Danny setting out a cake on the table. They're 
clearly a celebration is going to be had. It's definitely the tail end of the 80s because Michelle's adorable neon pink shirt with the, it's, the sleeves are rimmed with like a neon green and it's really, really adorable. Danny's got his little button-up v-neck dad sweater and Becky's wearing some, it's just, the clothes that they put on Lori Laughlin are so big on her. It's like when she wears these uh, blazers, you know, because when she's on the set of Wake Up, Aunt San Wake Up San Francisco, the shoulders, I know it's all about, like, uh, the shoulder pads and stuff, but they just look so gigantic on her small frame. So Stephanie comes into the kitchen and says, hey, uh, uh, Uncle Jesse and Joey are almost here. So like, okay, they're coming, they're coming. They're, it's it's a surprise party. And of course, like, be quiet, be quiet. And Michelle's like, okay. And it's like, shh. She's like, okay. No, she's like, I'm sorry. So Danny picks up Michelle. Stephanie and Stephanie's there and DJ and Becky are there. And they're just waiting for the guys to come into the room so they can shout surprise at them. The surprise is two years ago to that day is when Jesse and Joey moved in. Mind you, this has got to be summertime because they're going on a vacation to Hawaii. And Jesse and Joey moved in during the summer because two episodes after the pilot, the girls are already starting school. So this is pretty, it's pretty nice. I mean, who wouldn't want to go on a vacation to Hawaii or anywhere just before, you know, like an end of summer, like vacation. So at this point in the show, Jesse and Joey are jingle writers. They work in advertising. I believe, I don't know at this point if they've actually started J&J &J Creative Services or whether they're still working for Mr. Malatesta. I think that they don't actually start J&J Creative Services until Season 4, Episode 3, entitled The IQ Man, where Jesse kind of calls it quits when they have a commercial that they're doing for uh, IQ Man Cologne, and the representative of the company wants to use Jesse as the man for the commercial, and she's basically just clear up sexually assaulting him and he says I can't do this anymore I can't work under these conditions and his boss says well fine you're fired then he's like fine well then I like so Danny of course gives him a check to start their own business so anyway of course we're not reviewing that episode and at this point Jesse and Joey they got advertising on their brain. They're probably not thinking like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is the day that we moved in here to help Danny, you know, help raise and take care of the girls. So when they walk in, everyone's like, surprise! And they're smiling like, hey, do you have any idea what's going on here? And Jesse's like, I have no idea. I don't know. So I'm going to play this clip. I don't know. You always come with me. Today is the anniversary of the day we all became a family. As you know, you guys moved in here a couple years ago to help me out for a couple months. 
Now, of course, you can never leave. <laughs> well, we'll tell you guys something. We're happy to be here. We love you very much. We can never leave. That's right. <laughs> then to celebrate, I have planned seven days and seven nights of nonstop family fun. Right. In Hawaii. to run reruns of Wake Up San Francisco. Well, Beth, you'll be able to go with us. Come with us, then. Oh, yeah, Becky, you and I would have so much fun. Oh, no, it sounds like a family vacation. I got your ticket right here. Yes, you and me in Hawaii. I know, this is going to be great. We'll make a pilgrimage to every single spot where Elvis shot Blue Hawaii in 61 and Paradise Hawaii Town in 65. Oh, Becky, what could be more romantic? Let's start making a list. Michelle, isn't this exciting? We're going to Hawaii. Good. Cut the cake. So Danny says that you guys moved in. Your the plan was you guys were gonna come for like a few months, help out. Who knew that you know those three months would turn into two years? He's like, of course now you can never leave. And they all got to laugh about it. And Jesse's like, we can never leave. And Danny's like, yeah, you, you can never leave. Which is kind of funny being the fact that Jesse will, you know, get married. He and Becky will move into the attic. They'll have the twins and everything like that. So Danny says he's planned a trip to Hawaii for fun family time. And I love Stephanie's response saying, Hawaii, I love their punch. I love Hawaiian punch. I really, I don't drink it that much because there's a lot of sugar in it. But, um... Every once in a while, if I want a good old American flashback, food flashback, I might, you know, get some Hawaiian punch. But just, uh, Danny says that he actually got Wake Up San Francisco. He got them to show reruns, which this is just season three, and they just started Wake Up San Francisco in last season, so it's like, are they a more, uh, they gotta be like a five day a week morning show, so they're probably showing like ten episodes of the, how many, or however many they've done, so that's, that's kind of cool how you created, like, hey, can you just show reruns? Because I, I'm guessing that he probably figured, like, Becky's gonna want to go, she'll say you know, she'll agree to it. I, he just got his, uh, you know, a ticket for her, you know, for insurance. Like, that way, if she does want to go, we got the ticket right here. And when Jessica's like, hey, that's great, Becky, you can come come with us to Hawaii. And Becky's a little nervous, like, you know what, it's kind of a family thing. I mean, And I think at this point, Jesse and Becky have really made it official. They are full-on dating at this point. But then again, I mean, you're you're not the wife, you're the girlfriend, they haven't even been together for a year yet. How do you, I mean, if you're with somebody and you've only just been with them for like maybe say six months or so, because at this point, they've already had the, is it, yeah, isn't that, that's how season two ended, right? The Luck Be a Lady parts one and two? Let me double check with that real quick. How did that end? Yes, that is, um, the almost, so they have been dating for about six months at this point. And I'm just thinking, her hair was kind of like just at the shoulder, but now it's much longer. Of course, everyone's been on hiatus, they've gotten a little taller, the hair's gotten a little, you know, longer and all that stuff. But, yeah, how would that, 
Is that something, if you were dating someone for six months and their family planned a vacation, would you feel comfortable going with them? Especially if you're going to, like, like flying someplace. I mean, when Jeremy and I went with his family to um, Florida, you know, we had been married for about almost a year at that point. Wait, no, it was 09, so we had been married for almost two years. And G DJ's like, yeah, Becky, come on, you and I will have so much fun. I think a DJ, she's not going to want to just spend time. I mean, I get that DJ wants, like, a big... I think he sees Becky as more of a big sister figure than she would see her as a mother figure. At one point in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I think in season four, she says, oh, don't worry, Kimmy, you can talk however you want to talk around Becky. It's cool. She's like a big sister. And that's when Danny whips her, like, I got your ticket right here. She's like, ah! Oh, my gosh. And she turns to Jesse, like, oh, Jesse, what could be more romantic than the two of us in Hawaii together? It always seems like Hawaii is always met with romance and, you know, people going on their honeymoons or going on romantic getaways to Hawaii. And so I've never been to Hawaii. I don't know if I really would want to go. I've heard good things. And Jesse's like, yeah, I know, right? We're going to make a pilgrimage to every single spot that Elvis filmed Blue Hawaii and the other Elvis Hawaii movie. What could be more romantic than that? And Becky's like, <laughs> I'll start making a list. And DJ's like, Michelle, isn't this exciting? And Michelle's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the cake already. It's, I'm hungry. I want the cake. Whereas when Jesse brought home those samples, you know, in the Shape Up episode where DJ is trying to lose weight to get into a bathing suit for Kimmy's 14th birthday party, Michelle just jumps in and starts shoving those cake pieces into her mouth, which, that really irritated me. But now here, at least here she's being polite, like, cut the cake. I'm not, before I, like, start digging my hands into it. This girl and cake and cookies are her favorite, favorite treat. So I didn't get to the trivia. I want to get into the trivia real, real quick. There is no island in the Hawaiian chain called Pua. The show that the Tanners stumble upon is a show at the Polynesian Cultural Center on OAHU, which is Hawaii's number one paid attraction. When the natives come upon the tanners, one tells Melakalikima. That's Hawaiian for Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, I just got the flash to um National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Wasn't this a song and when Clark is at the window and he's envisioning getting that in-ground pool and everything? And it's like Melakimikima. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, having this window open, it's like, I don't know why we get so much traffic on the road just because there's a traffic light at the end. Um, Northwest Airlines, which provided transport for the Full House team, as mentioned at the end of the episode, was purchased by Delta Airlines in 2008. The name Northwest Airlines ceased to exist on January 31st, 2010. The Turtle Bay Hilton and Country Club provided filming of other shows and movies like Hawaii Five O, Magnum P.I., Cougar Town. It's Cougar Town. And the short-lived Fox TV series North Shore. Wait, is it North Shore that is something that... It wasn't a spinoff of the OC, but the character who plays 
Haley, Kirsten's sister, I mean, if you guys watch the OC, was on the North Shore TV show. I remember that. The resort featured as the setting for the reunion movie Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding and for the 2008 film Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Never seen it. The expression, the plane, the plane, was a popular catchphrase from the 1977 show Fantasy Island, mentioned by Herve Village, I'm gonna, I already butchered that name, I apologize, at the beginning of the show. Alright, that's the trivia. I'm like, ah, man, I should have went with the trivia first and then the goofs and all that stuff. Like, how did I forget the trivia? So when we open into the episode after the intro, we are getting, the family's already there. They're already in Hawaii. They have a van. And I remember watching this, maybe either um, in reruns, and just thinking how stupid that was. Thinking, how did they get their van? Thinking that that was their van, that they brought it with them to Hawaii. And now looking back on it, I'm like, no, that's probably a rental, or that's probably the hotel, whoopsie, the hotel, which is probably bussing them where they need to be, or, um, no, they're checking into their hotel. He, he probably rented, um, they rented a van. Which they need, because they got, let's see, Danny, Je uh, Danny, DJ Stephanie Michelle, that's four. Then you got Joey, Jesse, Becky, and that's seven people. This is gorgeous. I love, wow. And the van pulls up to the hotel, and we have someone opening the door. We do see women in, um, hula uh, skirts, they have, you know, wearing lays and everything, so they can present the family with their lays, and the van pulls up, and everyone's just, the girls are chattering excitedly, like, oh, that's so cool, that's so cool, you know, I'm surprised they didn't bring Kimmy with them, but then again, at this point, maybe she's not, because uh, they do go with her to or she does go with them to Disney World, but then again, she's like, my parents will pay for any trip I take as long as it's not with them. Ouch. I gotta say, I really like these girls, they got spray-on tans because they are, their skin is like really like overly tan. I love <laughs> how DJ and Uncle Jesse both get out, and DJ's taking a picture of Uncle Jesse, who's taking a picture of her. Mind you, they have the 35 millimeter, you know, the, the rectangular size, you know, travel cameras that you can take with you. Everyone's excited to be there, and of course we have the lady, you know, putting the lace on the tanners, you know, the flower necklace. And she's like, Aloha, puts it around Jesse's neck, and he, he looks at her like, have mirth. And Becky is right there, like, okay, let's move on. And she's like, uh, careful, like, your girlfriend's there with you, and you're checking out this girl. <laughs> I'm gonna play this, this is so cute. So he was about to say have mercy, but she's like, careful. He's like, uh, have a nice day. As Becky pulls him along by his suspender strap. So Stephanie is so excited as she's overlooking this incline or, um, 
the ocean. She's like, oh, wow, they got a swimming pool, an ocean, and a soda machine. No wonder they call it paradise. So the Hawaiian girl puts a, a lay on uh, around Michelle's neck. She's like, hello, aloha, little girl. And Michelle's like, hi, hello, lady. I can see your belly button. <laughs> oh, she does say aloha. Michelle does. Oh. So we're going to cut to everybody, getting everyone's reactions here. And Joey is kind of playing around with his camera. He's sitting down. And he looks over at this Hawaiian girl who's also greeting other guests there. And she kind of looks over at him and smiles. And he's like, oh, you're smiling at me? It's like, Joey, she does that to all the guests. But as she's putting a, a lay around a guy's neck, she keeps glancing over at Joey. And even when she kisses the guy on the cheek she does a quick glance smile to joey so it's like maybe she's interested because <laughs> he does kind of a like <laughs> hi <laughs> stephanie's like uh joey and she's snapping her finger like trying to get his attention and he's like hey steph did you see that girl first she smiled at me and then she waved at me and then he turns back and it's like a 50 some year old elderly Asian woman. And he's like, and then he turns back to Stephanie and he's like, oh, then she turned into someone else. I hate when that happens. My guess is, yeah, Stephanie's just gonna roll her eyes like, oh, give me a break. So I'm gonna play this clip as Danny's like, all right, I got plans for us. We're all gonna have a great time together because everyone wants to go off and do their own thing, which is understandable. Which I can only, I mean, DJ and Stephanie, you girls need to be sticking by an adult. I know you want to run off and have a good time, but you need to be with an adult. Remember, this is 89, pre-cell phone era, so. I have plans for you, Where's everybody going? Surfing. Swimming. I gotta find that hula girl. We're gonna take the same drive Elvis took in Blue Hawaii. They are? Yeah. Everybody just calm down. We're all going to get to do everything you want to, but, and this is the beauty part, we are all going to do everything together. Why? That's a good start. <laughs> we came here to celebrate our two-year anniversary as one big happy family, so I have carefully scheduled every minute of every day with everyone's activities. It's all right here on my clipboard of fun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let the vacation begin. All right, we only have 15 minutes to check in. Let's go. So, everyone kind of is like, hey, I'm going to go up and do my own thing. And Danny calls everyone back. He's like, where are you all go think you're going? DJ wants to go surfing. Stephanie wants to go swimming. Jesse has prepared a tour for himself and Becky, but more it's for Jesse's own amusement. He's taking her to go see some of the film spots of the Hawaii Elvis films, and poor Becky's like, oh, we are? Ugh, I don't like, Jesse is wearing these white khaki-ish type pressed pants that are all the way up to his chest, practically, pat, like, above his, his, his navel. I really gotta say, I love Jody Sweeten's hair, how she's got these, like, White with blue line running down, like, scrunchy that matches her blue 
and white flowered print dress. It's just really pretty. And I also how, you know how her hair is still curly in season three, and she's got like pigtails, but they're like curly, like really, really, like they took her curls and just like pulled them out and like made uh, pigtails. It's adorable. I love it. So Danny is just like, hey, look, I scheduled everything. Everyone's going to do everything together. Everything that you all want to do, we're all going to do it one by one. Of course, Joey wants to golf. At first, he's like, I want to go find that hula girl. And Danny's like, all right, we're going to do all of that together because we came here to celebrate our two-year anniversary as a family together, not separate together. We're doing everything you all want to do. I've scheduled every single minute of this trip. Now, he looks at his watch. We have 15 minutes to check in. You should have done that first. Danny, why didn't you go do that? Because really, do you all need to be there to check in? How many rooms do they get? We see Joey um, playing golf. He turns around and says, hey, you sure no one wants to play golf? And everyone's just hanging out in the golf cart. They're all reading some type of magazine. Oh, um, Jesse's got uh, green eggs and ham for Michelle. And they're kind of looking at Joey like, well, no, we really don't want to. How many holes you... I hope he does not play a full 18 holes. That would take... Oh, Stephanie brought along Mr. Bear. Awesome. Mr. Bear gets to go to Hawaii. And he's wearing, of course, his detective outfit because that's the only outfit he owns. Wouldn't it have been cool if, say, like, they put, like, a little Hawaiian shirt on Mr. Bear so he can, like, because everyone else is wearing, like, a Hawaiian print? That would have been cool. See how Mr. Bear can help Stephanie solve the mystery of the, of the, um, the, the thing that will come later. <laughs> And they all, like, put down what they're reading and stare at Joey like, no, we kind of want to get out of here. This is boring. Danny, why are you making us do everything that everyone wants to do? And, like, you can go golfing anytime. Why? What's so special about being, doing golfing? Because Joey is clearly, he's big on sports. Excuse me, there was an episode, I think it's uh, DJ's first day at junior high, where... Jesse and Joey are doing, like, a campaign for the uh, motor oil ad, and they're going to pitch their ideas to the company heads while they play golf. And jo Joey's like, yes, we're going to play golf, yes! It's like, eh. My dad was pretty big on the golfing and stuff like that when he was able to do that. Actually, back in, what was it, maybe 06? I actually have footage of when my dad was golfing and stuff like that, so I added that into uh, the little, uh, some of the videos I had kind of pulled from my old VHSC tapes, like, to have playing during um, the visitation, you know, the day before the funeral and everything. I'm like, yeah, let's try to find videos that I had taken of my dad and everything, and one of his things was he loved to golf all the time. I mean, he wasn't in tournaments or anything like that, I don't think. It was just more of a leisure fun activity. So, he's like, alright, Joey had his fun with his golfing. Now we're going to study the history and culture of Hawaii. 
The Legend of the Menahunis. We see a cute little uh, mini billboard sign. It's really colorful. It's got, like, the ocean in the background. It's got a little cartoon hula character with the Pua necklace, Pua shell necklace. This is the Legend of the Menahunis. It's got the palm trees. It's got the red, orange, yellow, like, sunset in the back. It's really pretty. I like it. She calls him a little hula munchkin. It says, the Menahune legend. Legend has it that the Menahune were the first people who lived in Hawaii. No more than three feet high, these magical creatures could build roads, walls, and move streams in a single night. However, Menahune law requires that the job be completed before sunrise or sunset. It is said that anyone who somethings shares something friendship up to the Menahune would be by the work of many little somethings. Because Stephanie is kind of blocking the rest of the signs. So I'm going to play this clip of Becky reading the Menahune sign. It kind of this, I guess if you want to call it like a little plot, baby plot B. Because this is Stephanie's, this carries over throughout the episode of her believing in the Menahune, the small little magical people that, and characters, magical creatures that inhabit the island. Why does this make me think of, like, the Smurfs? Because it said something about them being, like, three feet tall or something. <laughs> legend they were the first people to inhabit the Hawaiian Islands. The Menahunis have magical powers and they help people when they're in trouble, but only if you really believe in them. I do believe, I do believe. I want to meet the Menahunis. The Menahunis are make-believe, like Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah? Then how come at Disneyland we shook hands with Mickey? Did you shake hands with a make-believe mouse? No. Well, yeah. I don't know. Can't tell the difference between real and make-believe. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie's totally like, I want to meet a Menahune. And DJ's like, please, they're fake, they're not real, they're like Mickey Mouse, who's a cartoon. Okay, this is interesting. So eventually they must have gotten to Disneyland and we never seen it. Because Stephanie brings up the time they went there and they shook hands with Mickey Mouse and she's like, well, then how do you explain, like, when we went to Disneyland, we shook hands with Mickey Mouse. How do you explain that if he's not real? And DJ is, like, kind of flustered, like, well, he's kind of real and he isn't real. In a way, it's like, but she kind of stops herself, like, she doesn't want to, like, totally ruin Stephanie's day by saying, well, it was just an actor in a mouse suit and they're not allowed to talk so thus creating the illusion that they're coming to life and we get to shake hands and hug them and all that stuff all right so now they pull up in front of maybe an aquatic center and he says we got an hour and 20 minutes to meet and greet over 57 varieties of marine life and this has got to be because now they're all they go through a lot of costume changes. Stephanie, at least I've seen, is now in her third wardrobe change. Same with uh, DJ. So where's uh, where's Becky? 
Oh, there she is. I kept wondering, like, where is she? But she's in, like, the fuchsia dress in the background. At first, I'm like, did she not come with them? But no, she's in the back. Okay. This is so cool. We get to see Uncle Jesse riding a dolphin. Look how crystal clear blue that water is. Oh, it looks so amazingly clear. I'd go in that one. Maybe. Maybe I would. So he's like, hey, Becky, get a kitchen picture of me on this dolphin. And uh, Becky's on the boat, and she's got her camera ready, like, well, tell him to swim more to his left. And Jesse's like, it's a dolphin for crying out loud. Oh, it's a it's a killer whale, not a dolphin. It's Willie. It's Willie the whale. <laughs> he made it over to Hawaii from uh, Seattle. Now we cut to Joey with Michelle, and uh, he's got a bucket next to him. He's got uh, some little fishes for... Um, the dolphin. And little Michelle is like, big fishy. Like, well, this, cause this thing is just kind of like gyre, like standing up on its tail, like kind of wave it like back and forth, like gyrating. We see Stephanie and DJ are playing with the dolphins. Stephanie's right down there in the water with them. And DJ is on the sand, just kind of like out, you know, her hand outstretched. Oh, she's see, she's feeding them little fishies. Danny! You need to be ready with that camera. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Here, let me take the lens cap off. Like, ugh, really? And you're on Wake Up San Francisco. He's not operating. But we've seen him operate a camcorder before. You know how it works. You gotta take the lens cap off, buddy. Okay, so DJ is full on in the water. And the girls are just, you know, swimming with the dolphins. And it's so cute. The girls look like they, DJ and Stephanie both look like they had an awesome time with, you know, swimming with the, do I mean, this is like a vacation, like they're still acting, but just the joy on the kids' faces is like, and plus not only that, the show is promoting like, you know, trips to Hawaii and stuff like that by like, hey, the Tanners had a great time in Hawaii, why don't you go and get a fly out to Hawaii so you can have as much fun as the Tanners do. So he blows his whistle like, alright, everybody out of the pool. And then you see the dolphins jump into the air. He's like, no, not you guys. As he's holding the clipboard of fun because, of course, he's detailed down to every single second where they gotta be next. And it's like, it's cool if you gotta want to have places to go and visit, but when you're that detailed to, we have to be at this place at this time to do this, so we only have this amount of time to do that. It's like, doesn't that kind of sap the fun out of it? I mean, you can have your plan of what you plan to do that day, but to have it that detailed? Alright, so now the guy do what Jesse wants to do, which is go see an Elvis landmark where they filmed one of the Hawaii Elvis films. So as he's telling them about this, he's like, alright, take a minute and let it soak in. And they're all like, can we go now? This is boring. And of course Becky's like, well, I'm soaked. You ready to go? He's like, please, Becky, show a little respect. This is a historical Elvis landmark. Really? It's just where they shot a scene from an Elvis film. It's not like you're you're visiting like the m m one of the memorials of you know in D.C. or something. I mean that's something to like soak it in and and take it in and everything and just like um the wall with the with the Vietnam vets and that uh, soldiers that have fallen and stuff like that or Arlington Cemetery and and things like that. It's just 
But you're looking at a palm tree. There's a billion of them. There are actually on YouTube, like, if you want to see, like, there will be people out there that will go and visit some of the places that certain movies were shot. And it's kind of cool, but it's like, no one else shares this fanatical enthusiasm of, boring on obsessive as Jesse is. They really spray tan John Stamos, like, big time, like... To the point where he looks like he was in a tanning booth way longer than he should have been. I mean, he's got that nice, dark Greek complexion, which we all know and love. But it's like, okay, they should have had a timer going for when he was in that booth. Or clearly, more than likely, it was just a spray tan. But they really went overboard. So he's like, hey, give me a picture of hair with my... Elvis lip and I'm doing the little like uh, Elvis pose and we got Danny with his camcorder we got Becky and DJ and Joey all taking pictures and Stephanie's just holding her camera down by her waist like uh, let's go I want to play this clip He's like, hey, get me one, right, get get a picture of me right here with my with my lip and my thing going on. And then we got to Michelle, who looks at Becky like, he's nuts. And, of course, Becky's like, uh-huh, yeah. This might, this might be it. Hang on a second. This is it, folks. This is the exact tree Elvis floated by singing Drums of the Island in his 1965 <laughs> Technicolor Classic Paradise Hawaiian Style. Please... <laughs> Yeah, he is. Those pants that he is wearing must be so big on him because he keeps having to grab around the crotch area to, like, lift them up so they're not all bulgy in the middle. And not to mention, Elvis didn't even touch that tree. He floated by the tree. So it's like... I mean, if it's, like, say he, like, posed at a tree and was touching it, like, had his palm, like, on the tree, and you're like... I'm standing in the spot where Elvis stood, and I'm touching the tree in the exact spot where he placed his hand. I might be a little more forgiving and semi-understanding, but only a little bit. But the fact that, yeah, he just floated by on a raft or a boat or a something on the river, like, oh, here's something he floated. cares? Now they're all going um, canoeing, and everyone's got these paddles... Uh, I remember in Georgia when we went down there back in uh, 2011, and I don't ever want to go river rafting again. It was not my cup of tea. I mean, they clearly do have a guide with them in the back. You can imagine paddling how how tired your arms are going to get so fast. So, Candace Cameron did not want to have any part in that because she's just kind of lounging back against the side, like, saying, Stroke! Stroke! 
stroke. But Jody Sweeten definitely, clearly, probably wanted to, like, actually take part in it. What a Candace, like, oh, I don't want to do it. Everyone else can, but not me. Oh, Lori Laughlin is helping Jody Sweeten or, you know, Aunt, or uh, Becky at this point. She's not Aunt Becky yet, but she's helping um, Stephanie. Of course, Jesse is holding Michelle, so he can't hold an oar either. So we got Danny, Joey, uh, Becky, Stephanie combo, and then, of course, we have the guide. So we got the guide and Stephanie and Becky on the one side, and then we got Danny and Joey. Joey's at the head of the, the boat there, so... Maybe they only had four oars. Like, you probably only need two going at a time. But it's like, come on, Candace, get in there and do do your part. I mean, I understand Jesse. He's holding Michelle, so he really can't do anything. But we got that girl, the Hawaiian girl, coming in. She's got a, a large yellow lay around her neck. And she's on a bike. She's waving at Joey. And Joey is like, oh, my God, there's my girl. As he, he jumps into the left. Oh, Joey. And she just disappears. Well, she's on a bike. What do you think she's going to do? Pull the bike over and jump into the water with you? This isn't Forrest Gump where he sees Jenny like, Jenny! As he goes into the water of that around that monument and they rush to each other. <laughs> this isn't that. He throws his oar down and dives into the water. Like, there's my girl! I'm gonna get her! Can't really make out what exactly Danny is saying. Okay, just turn the subtitles on. Maybe we can hear what Danny said. Oh, he says, Joey, swimming is tomorrow from 9 to 10.15. <laughs> Danny in his schedule. Swimming. And then he realizes that she's not there anymore because, well, she's on a bike. She's not going to just stay there and wait for you. He's like, oh, she's gone and I'm alone. <laughs> and I'm wet. Like, yeah. And it looks like uh, Jody Sweeten is getting ready to grab that oar like they're getting ready to go again. And I think uh, Becky is like, oh, no, we're not. Stephanie's ready to go. Like, let's go. Right? So now it's going to be the clipboard of fun says today I get to be the skipper. So this is where they go on the fun little tour where they don't have a guide. He just rents a boat out, but I'm sure he's had sailing experience because you have to have a boater's license or something to operate a vehicle, a, a boat on the water. You got to have a license. I got one in seventh grade, but then again, Lauren only knows where that went to. Um, I'm sure I went in the trash eons ago. <laughs> no, I would never drive a boat. Never, never. That's not my cup of tea. I'll sit in one if someone else wants to drive it. See, my job is to look at the scenery and, and enjoy the beautiful water and the sun and the prettiness. So, they rent a boat to go out on the water, and the thing that I'm thinking of is, you'd have to have somebody with you, wouldn't you? I mean, I know that they get a boat in, um, is it season six or seven with, um, The, the Last Dance? I think it's season seven. 
Yeah? Okay. You gonna smell Jeremy's shoes? <laughs> Silly six-year-old kitty. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and they live by the bay, so it's not like they've never been on a boat before. And... Everyone's complaining. They're having a miserable time. DJ's like, Dad, we've been out here for hours. Like, we want to get back and do something else. Because all they're doing is just floating along in the ocean. It's like, that is... It might be fun at first, but everyone just looks absolutely miserable. Even poor little Michelle. So Danny is really into this Gilligan's Islands thing. And Stephanie calls him Skipper. Like, eh. So Danny says, any minute now we should be arriving at the island of Pua for a picnic on the beach and a Polynesian show. And Joy's like, which island? And Danny puts his finger on the map and points to... What turns out to be a potato chip. Are you kidding me? What's that island just like a few inches above your thumb or your index finger there, Danny? I can't tell. So Danny's all like, well, where did the island go? And DJ's like, Dad, it's on your fingertip. And Jesse gets up and he's like, well, gee, look at everybody. Skipper here has been sailing all morning long. To the destination of Potato Chip Island, basically. Well, he didn't say Potato Chip Island. I did. Ugh. This is why you need a guide. You don't know the area. You don't really know where you're going. You're going on a map, which I guess is alright, but... You're in the ocean. It's water all over the place. Everyone is so disappointed. I mean, they just wasted hours... Sailing to nothing. Well, they're not far from that one island that was like five centimeters above, or uh, a few inches above his finger. Just keep going in that direction. You're bound to find it. Something. Because Stephanie's like, Dad, are we lost? And Jesse is like looking at him like, yeah, Danny, we lost or what? You're the one that has these boating skills. No one else here on the boat seems to have them. So he says we're exactly two hours and 46, 46 minutes due that way from our hotel. They've been on the... That is almost three hours. That's three hours of wasted time that you could have been doing something. I don't want to waste two hours and 46 minutes on the water if it's not going to a destination. Road trip, yes, because you're going to a destination. But just lollygagging on the water? No. There are a bazillion other things I could be doing. What if you could have brought a book? I would have brought a book. Not to mention, you don't want to be... That is a long time to be sitting in the sun, on the water. One of them is probably seasick. Or maybe they all can handle the water just fine. I would not want to be out there for that long. Isn't there such a thing as sun poisoning? Like, if you're out... Because they don't have any coverage on that boat. They're pu- it's pure open. Okay, so apparently sun poisoning is a thing. Sun poisoning refers to a case of severe sunburn. It occurs after you've been exposed to ultraviolet rays from the sun for an extended period of time. This is just health online. I'm trying to get to the site here. 
Also known as polymorphic light eruption, sun poisoning can come in different forms based on the sensitiv- your sensitivity to the sun. Unlike a mild sunburn, sun poisoning usually requires medical treatment to prevent complications. Here's some of the symptoms. You may experience symptoms of a regular sunburn. Sunburn symptoms can appear within 6 to 12 hours of exposure. A sun rash. Um, mild sunburn, symptoms of um, blistering or peeling skin, severe redness and pain, fever and sometimes chills, dehydration. You see any of them with water on there? They need to be drinking. Did bottled water exist in 1989? I want to find that out. 1989 bottled water. It must have, right? Bottled... I bottomed water. <laughs> Bottled water. 1989. Whoops. Let's see. What does it say? Um, oh, for heaven's sake. It says, we are proud to be a local family-owned operate, having served the Korea, blah, 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 since 1989. Well, Colorado had bottled water, apparently, in 1989. <laughs> Glacier Mountain, that's a brand. That's started in 89. It says, bottled water didn't exist until ni- 1989. Well, there you go. There you go. So, I'm uh, checking out the Turtle Bay resort in Hawaii and it's got a lot of cool activities you got your surfing you got your stand-up paddle you got your kayaking sunset experiences so I'm guessing that maybe horseback riding because there's a picture of a horse helicopter uh snorkel and beach fun pools and hot tubs you got trails segway tours which they didn't have in 89 oh horseback riding here's that okay biking Tennis. Joey would love this. Golf, of course. We saw him get to golf. Disc golf and foot foot golf. What's foot golf? Are you kicking it with your foot to see how far it'll like go across the what is that? Fitness classes. Oh, slingshot rentals. What is that? It says slingshot rentals, but it's got like a go-kart, a really fancy looking go-kart. Outrigger canoe, don't know what that is. Off-property adventures, there are people in a shark tank with a shark surrounding. That is stuff of nightmares. I don't, I think that's a little too much. I think Danny would say no to that. I want to, what is foot golf? I want to see how much it would cost to stay here. And it's probably one of those things where you have to call. Yeah, packages and offers. They got beach cottages, vista levels, room suites, ocean villas, amenity service spa, all that fun stuff. Let's see. Foot golf. And I'll get back to the episode. Foot golf. Oh, my goodness. What's foot golf? Quinny, you know what it is? No, she's just hanging out in the sun. I open up um, this uh, the blinds on this window. I don't open up the window because it's one of those old crank windows that like pushes the window out, and then it's sometimes a real pain in the butt to try to get it, you know, closed. So, Let's see, foot golf is a precision sport in which players kick a spir- a spherical association football into a cup as a few shots in as few shots as possible. 
The name is a portmanteau. I don't know what that is. A football and golf. And the game combines the two sports being more closely related to golf. Uh, great. That's I'm sure that's wonderful. I, I don't intend on playing. It takes Becky to point out an island, which is probably that island that was on the map that was like five inches above Danny's fingertip. Like, yeah, just keep sailing to that island. You're in the right direction. That's probably Pua to begin with. So Danny's all like, see, I told you. You told us nothing. You told us nothing. As DJ's like, hey, Skipper, where's that on the map? And just as she says that, Michelle turns that potato chip bag over and spills all the potato chips all over the map. It's like, oh, for crying out loud, sweetie, what? why do you keep an open bag of potato chips in front of a toddler? You know they're going to tip it over. That's just what little kids do. She was bored. You didn't get, I bet they got her, they should have brought some toys for Michelle, some books. Someone on there's got to like to read. Uh, they must, right? They could have been playing a board game where that map was. So they're just, they were sitting there looking miserable. I can't believe they don't have a guide. And I can't believe only one person on that boat knows anything about sailing. You need to have a backup. Because Danny hasn't maybe 25% sailing experience. And the rest is make it up as you go along, I guess. Because... So we cut to the beach and we see uh, people walking from different directions. Basically, they're kind of looking up and down the beach, seeing if they can get an idea of if anyone else is there, which nobody is. And Jesse makes a joke about how there are no signs of intelligent life on this, on this island. Like, nobody is here. It's pretty much deserted. Like, uh, Danny's like, all right, all right, we'll just go and where I tied up the ball. I'm sorry for yawning into the mic. I know it's like ten seventeen in the morning. I just got up like around quarter to ten. Then sun woke me up, and then I then neighbors next to somebody's doing something with some machinery out there. I'm like I'm not gonna fall. Keep staying asleep with that noise, so. I gotta get outside and enjoy one of these nice days. I really gotta do it. Because it's so nice. And you never know when rain is gonna be, like, right around the corner. So he's like, alright, we'll just go back to the boat. And he's like, we'll radio the Coast Guard and let them know where our location is so they can guide us back. Which, I'm sure that, I mean, that... The dang boat ends up... He, he ties it to a piece of dead wood... And of course, it's like, that Deadwood is not going to hold that boat in place. When you drop anchor, that would be the smart thing to do. Danny, I'm going to reduce that 25% boating experience down to maybe 15% now. <laughs> oh, he's not as experienced as I originally gave him credit for. I'm sorry, Danny, but you're not. Well, he's hoping the Coast Guard will... Guide them to Pua. He'll be like, you're already on it. Oh, he says we're, um, he's leading them back to where the boat should be. And he says, we're going to have our picnic on the boat. Okay, so they do have all their stuff right there on the beach with them. 
Because I guess the original plan was to have a picnic in all that sandy mess. Danny brings up the clipboard of fun. Like, oh, this could spell disaster for the clipboard of fun. And the fact that I gotta be, like, on top of everything down to the minute. Granted, they wasted two hours and 46 minutes, but... Michelle's like, bye-bye, boat! And DJ's like, oh, that's cute. Michelle's waving bye-bye to our Oh, my gosh, our boat! Our boat is out in the middle of the... Oh, my... Better play this clip. Like, oh, yeah, yay, Danny! One little nylon rope is not going to secure that boat. It must have had an anchor. It had to have had an anchor. Tying it to a nylon rope is not going to be enough. It's just not. DJ, don't be silly. I tied up our boat, right? <laughs> there! It is our boat! Come back! Hurry, Dad! I think you'll never catch that boat. I don't want to catch the boat. I want to catch Danny. And Danny, who's not even looking, is like, Oh, you're silly, DJ. Our boat's right here where I tied it. And then Jesse goes, takes... Danny's extended arm and moves it like, oh, you mean that boat out there in the middle of the ocean? The one that's just tottering along? Like, and he's like, oh my god, our boat! He jumps into the water. And Jesse jumps in after him and Becky's like, you're never gonna catch that boat, Jesse. And Jesse's like, I don't want to catch the boat, I want to catch Danny! Wasn't Danny, like, a swimmer or something? But then again, I mean, that boat is going along at a good pace. So, yeah, he's not going to catch that boat. Not to mention, if he did catch up to the boat, he'd have to throw his body on board and then sail it back and all that stuff. And that's quite a distance out there. So now we come back to com uh, come back from commercial, and the boat is even farther away at this point. I think by now, eventually, the place that they rented it from, because you probably got to sign in, sign it out, and sign out a time for how long, or they probably even tell you it's like a two-hour or, or three-hour rental, or maybe you're renting that out for the afternoon, but they would probably say, okay, there's a boat missing that was supposed to be back here. Can you... They'd send someone out to look for you. So we got Danny screaming, Jesse, leave me alone! As Jesse is running after him. Meanwhile, Danny is still holding that stupid clipboard of fun. Get rid of that. Get rid of it. We don't need it anymore. We're flying by the seat of our plant pants here. So Jesse finally corners Danny and Danny holds up his clipboard of fun as a way to, uh, hopefully keep Jesse from pounding him. Jesse is so infuriated. He takes he's like, I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm going to take this and throw the clipboard of fun into the water because it's absolutely useless. And Jesse's like, just asking him a question like, how does one lose a boat? And uh, Danny holds up the nylon rope like, oh, it's not my fault. The rope must have Slipped off the rope thingy. Ugh. <laughs> uh. 
So I'm going to play this clip as Jesse is getting more and more infuriated as he's screaming at Danny like, great, the rope thingy, Skipper, we're stuck here now. What are we going to do? And at this point, Joey comes up and it's like, guys, we need to, you need to calm down because we have three little girls here and the last thing we want to do is scare them. We don't need them to get frightened. And Joey admits, like, all right, so I don't get scared. Because I can admit that is kind of, that would have me on edge. You don't have a boat. You don't have a way to contact the Coast Guard. I mean, yeah, you figure they'll probably look for you eventually. I remember one time, I might have been um, maybe 12, 13, and uh, my dad had taken us into the woods on his property. Where was it? Yeah, I think it might have been. And we were just kind of going into the woods. And he knew where he was. But he pretended to be lost to try to see if I could find my way out. No. I panicked. I freaked out. I'm like, no, you need to, you know, you've been in these woods before. You know how to get us out of here. That is my go-to move. And it's a sad, sad move, I'll admit. But that is the first way that I'm going to respond to something is usually I'm going to full-blown. But then again, now with Jeremy, Jeremy drives us, you know, he's, when we go on our trip next month, he's oh, the stupid fly. Uh. Uh. You know, that's why we, I have him kind of, you know, driving and everything even though we're driving in an unfamiliar area. That's why I don't want to drive because that stresses me out. But, um, sometimes where, like when we were going uh, downtown for that concert, and he's kind of familiar a little bit, but not definitely. So he's just kind of like trying to get his, his bearings and figure out where they're at. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, just this, you know, in my mind, you know, praying, just get us there, just get us there. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. It's like all my. Everything is just hoping that in one way or another we're going to get there. And just trying to keep myself from stressing out. And trying to, you know, keep, you know, Jeremy from blowing a gasket and getting worked up. Because sometimes he gets stressed out too. So, aren't we such a good fit? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how would, I mean... What if you were you guys probably would not even get yourselves into a situation such as this because you would probably have a guide with you. I mean, when we were down in um Georgia back in 2011, we went the the river rafting thing. You had a guide with you. You're not gonna go out there all willy nilly by yourself. I'm gonna play this clip here. How can a person lose a boat? It's not my fault. The rope must have slipped off the rope thing. The rope thingy? Skipper. We're stuck. What are we going to do? Well, if we were on Gilligan's Island, the professor would make a radio out of coconuts. Dose, no time for comedy. It's time to blame Danny. Relax, Jess. We have the rest of our lives to blame Danny. Right now, we need to keep things light and easy so the girls don't get scared. So I don't get scared. Are we in really big trouble? No. If we believe in the men and hoonies, they will come and help us. And then we'll live happily ever after. Seven 
adorable. They'll never pet me. Well, we better start looking for food, shelter, water, and some crazy glue, because I know I'm going to break a nail. So, well, Joey does bring up the Gilligan's Island thing, because of course you would, because you're on an island, right? I mean, of course... Joey's like, look, we gotta keep things nice and easy so the girls don't get scared. So I don't get scared. DJ comes up, and the girls are like, are we lost? And they're like, oh, no, no. And of course, this at this point, Stephanie brings up the legend of the Menahunes. How, if we believe in them, they will help us get unlost. And we will live happily ever after. Of course... DJ pats Stephanie on the head and says, oh, seven-year-olds, they're so imaginative. Like, they're so clueless. And Stephanie just looks at DJ and says, don't ever pet me. But I like that Becky is like, oh, wait, we need to find food, shelter, water, which I thought I saw a cooler with all their stuff. They must have preservatives in there, Right. And she mentions, you know, coconuts and stuff like that, which definitely, she's like, guys, you guys, stop arguing, stop worrying, just focus on what you need to survive. So, didn't they teach you girls that in the honeybee training? I mean, clearly, I mean, Becky's from Nebraska, she's on the farm, she knows how to, uh, she knows how to get stuff done. She might have, well, she even said she was a honeybee at one point. Hey, speaking of boats, I just saw someone drive by with a boat. Tis the time of year. Tis the time of year. Is anyone else having issues with mosquitoes? Because of all this rain we've been getting here, we have been having mosquitoes up the wazoo, and it's so frustrating. So, this is, (laughs) I don't think I've ever noticed this before, but now that I'm kind of going through the episode detailing it, um, as they're all getting ready to, you know, break and um, search for stuff, Becky was kind of holding on to Michelle's hand, and she says, here, go with Daddy. And you can barely really hear it, but it's almost like, here you go. And she's just like, go on, Michelle. I want to play this because it's just, it's funny. It's I've seen this episode a bunch of times, and I never recollected that at all. I've got a lot to do, you guys. Come on, let's go. I hope that they put on sunscreen or they brought some with them because Michelle is gonna burn and they no one wants a sunburn but on a little kid that's gonna be scary because a little kid's not gonna know why their skin feels sore so everyone's kind of doing their own thing we got Joey who's gathering coconuts which I'm guessing you can get milk out of them right coconut milk And he's gathering some, and all of a sudden one bonks him on the head, which... I want to look up, how much does a coconut weigh? An average coconut weighs 680 grams. Well, that doesn't help me. Uh, average coconut tree produces thousands of coconuts over an approximately 70-year lifespan? Coconuts can commonly weigh up to 2.5 kilograms. You know, the internet is full of amazing, interesting information. And it's full of sometimes unhelpful information. I want to know in pounds. Ugh, I don't want to do math. Does anyone out there know? 
the what, 680 grams weigh up to 2.5 kilograms. Let me look. Okay, at this point, I'm just going to give up. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to say that it weighs like 10 to 15 pounds. It, which, if it's filled with milk, it probably... I don't know. I don't know. They are pretty big. The coconuts are. Quinn, my cat, weighs 14 pounds. Maybe it weighs about the size of one Quinn. So, yeah, clearly that is a fake coconut that hits Joey on the head. And I'm just saying, the fact that he's even able to get up right away and just shake it off like it's nothing. He's not bleeding. He's not... He's hallucinating now at this point because he's seen that mir- a mirage of that girl from the hotel, Turtle Bay. And she's got a come-hither look on her as she's, like, extending her arm, like, follow me, Joey, follow me into the water. I am a siren, and I will drown you. No. It's definitely Mirage. Joey, she knows your name. She's never even spoken to you. Yet she knows your name. And he's doing his whole Popeye imitation, like, blow me down. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't tell if he's barefoot or he's wearing flip-flops. So I'm like, you don't want to go barefoot storming around a beach. You don't know. There could be shells on the ground that could cut your feet open. Uh, bad stuff. You don't know what's out there. Protect your feet. Now we cut to Jesse and Becky, who now are going to have an argument at the top of a waterfall about Elvis. Because he cannot just... For five seconds, go without talking about Elvis. So I guess they've been tasked with finding water. Like, oh, wow, water, a lot of fresh water. Well, but is it drinkable? And Becky is getting into the romantic aspect of, I mean, yeah, you know, you're in Hawaii. It's a beautiful waterfall. And she's just taking it all in. And then, of course, Jesse's going to bring up Elvis again. It's like, are you kidding me? Again with this Elvis. And he's like, oh, you got a problem with the king? And she's like, no, I don't. Or I didn't. But the fact that you keep talking about him. It's like you're ruining what could be a beautiful moment between us by inserting an Elvis impression. I don't know. Honestly, guys, would that be a deal breaker for you if you were dating somebody and they were, like, as obsessed with a certain, like, celebrity or somebody to the point where they can't focus on anything else? They use any excuse they can to bring up a particular person. Becky looks really pretty in her tropical bikini and, um, her beach shirt. It's really, really pretty. And, I mean, even Jesse's got these really like 80s neon green colored shorts and he's got a black tank top which definitely uh, everyone everyone clearly got spray tanned for this <laughs> um also i learned last night sad no um max wright who played willie tanner on elf passed away at 75 And I know, guys, we've all heard the stories about um, a certain illegal activity and stuff like that. Seems like whenever Max Wright's name would come up, either it would be in reference to Elf or be in reference to his past. Um, But he passed away from cancer, and that hits me because, as you guys know, my dad recently 
passed away from cancer. I can't believe it's going to be going on in a week. Uh, Monday, it'll be four months. But it's it's sad, you know, that Max Wright, I mean, he did Elf. I think he might have been in a couple episodes of Friends. I'd never seen him, but yeah, it's sad. And you know, guys, you know this goes in threes all the time. One celebrity goes, you know at least a couple more of whether it's a musician, an actress, or an actress, or, or, or somebody that is well-known. It just, it always happens in threes. It's like, all right, we got this one. Who's the, and it's just, it's morbid to think of it that way, I know. But it's just, all right, I'm going to play this clip of them arguing. She is so infuriated. She can't stand she, hearing him talk about Elvis that she's like, that's it. I'm going to get away from you. And she jumps. It's clearly they have stunt doubles that are performing this act because no way would the actors be jumping from such a high point. You know, insurance purposes and all that stuff. If something went wrong, because you don't know how deep the water is. You don't know if there's rocks right at the bottom. You don't know. You don't know what's down there. You're just like, oh, I'm going to jump in. Like, and you see people doing that in like that movie, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. When they jumped from that really high height into the water. Yeah. Or even, what was it, uh, Twilight uh, New Moon with Bella doing that cliff diving thing. It's like, this is always shown in our that movie The War, which I'll be covering later this summer with Elijah Wood. Kids jumping into a quarry filled with nasty water. Ugh. Alright, here's the clip. Alright, fresh water. A lot of fresh water. It's beautiful. Jesse, this is so romantic. Kiss me. That's paradise Hawaiian style, little mama. Jesse, we're finally alone and you're still talking about Elvis. Enough! What's the matter? You got a problem with the king? The king made the exact same movie 33 times. The only thing that changed were those stupid sideburns. Hold on a second. Are you trying to tell me that you have a problem with Elvis's cyberness? Yes, I believe that's what I just said. Well, well, well. After all these months, the truth finally comes out. You hate Elvis Presley. Oh, no, not at first, but you pushed me too far. You know what your problem is? You're jealous. You're jealous because Elvis has better hair than you do. Better hair? Yeah, check a mirror. Oh, you know what? What? I don't have to stand here and listen to this. Hey, I'm talking to you. seriously Ugh. and she's like this is so romantic she's so in the moment she looks at you she's like Jesse kiss me and he kisses her and he's like that's blue Hawaiian stall there pretty mama <laughs> and she, <laughs> she's like Ugh, seriously enough with this Elvis I can't take it anymore and he's like oh you have a problem with the king let me guess uh, after all this time, the truth finally comes out. You hate Elvis. And Becky's response is, well, no, not at first, but you pushed me to it. You've taken this too far. He has. 
Makes me think of the times <laughs> my dad would do impressions of John Wayne. My dad loved watching John Wayne movies. And he'd always impersonate that Rooster Cogborn, uh, John Wayne's character from True Grit. He's like, hey there, little sister. <laughs> he'd always say that at me. I'm like 15 years old, just rolling my eyes like, oh, dad, seriously? Oy. But now looking back on it, it's like, it was kind of comical. I mean, I'd rather hear him say that than complain about the fact, like, you know, because he was a farmer and he, he worked on, you know, cutting hay in the hay fields and, you know, his apple trees and everything like that. Um, and he always complained, like, either it was too rainy and he couldn't work in the field or we weren't getting enough rain. And it's almost like I knew when to, like, not call him if, like, oh, or Pamela kind of tipped me off, like, well, your dad's not in a good mood, so I was like, okay. Or dad would start ranting, and I'd be like, you know what, I'm just gonna let you go, by. So, Becky, like, I don't have to stay here and listen to this. She jumps off the cliff area into the water. Jesse, well, and she, like, does a swan dive into it, but Jesse is more like, I gotta go in after her. And he's, like, waving his arms around, like, almost like, uh, like, in circles. Like, have mercy! So he basically drops into the water. And they both surface. They look at the waterfall, look at each other, and boom, they're right back into that argument. And Jesse is like, you're jealous of Elvis Presley. You're jealous because he's got better hair than you do. Like, and she's like, better hair? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's a low blow, Jesse. Come on now. Lori Laughlin's got beautiful hair. But the way that they have it kind of pulled up in um, a partial, uh, you know, uh, a top ponytail or whatever, you, whatever that uh, hairstyle is, I'm not sure. Now we're going to cut to Stephanie, who's just wandering around by herself with Mr. Bear. So she picks something off the ground, doesn't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. She said, look, Mr. Bear, it's an orange thing. Well, that'll be yummy. And, of course, she's just wandering around, and she sees this little boy. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's a Menahuni, because he's, like, about the same size as her. And she probably thinks, like, the Menahuni are, like, the munchkins from Munchkinland in The Wizard of Oz. Or the Oompa Loompas from Willy Wonka. Look at this little boy! He's so cute! He's got a little, like, curl. He looks... You want to know who he reminds me of? Howie. The Howie 2.0 from the wedding episode. Where he had dark hair and he had, like, a curly mullet growing in the back. That is, like, a grown mullet of a man. Men were the ones that when they grew the mullet out, it always come out, like, really curly. And this boy, he's a shirtless little boy. He's got a cute little uh, Hawaiian necklace. He's got a grass, uh, multicolored grass skirt. And he's like, ah! and they both get freaked out. So I'm going to play this clip. Why is Stephanie by herself? She should not be. That is an area that no one knows the layout of. If this were the woods in Burkittsville, Maryland, where the Blair Witch is, she would be taken by the Blair Witch. Granted, it's the middle of the day, but still. 
And did, my guess is DJ and her went off originally. DJ wanted some alone time or maybe they got into an argument. Stephanie just took off. But it's like, there is no reason for her to be split up from her family. That is not safe. Look, Mr. Bear. Orange thing. You chase him first. You taste it first. Yeah, because he's going to tell you, like, Stephanie, this is poisonous. Put it down immediately. You cannot eat this. It is not good for you. So the boy comes up to her and she screams in his face. They both scream. She's like, ah, Manahune. He's like, what? And he runs off. I wonder if that boy was sent by his family to look for the table. Like, Oh, we uh, got a message here saying that there's a family lost on this island. Can you go look for them and then let us know if you see see them and then we'll all come out? So Stephanie gets freaked out, runs back to DJ, who's fishing from the rocks. There's no bait on that hook. What is she sitting on exactly? Oh, she's sitting on a tackle box. Yeah, she just got the clipboard of fun. Blah, and she throws it back. She's too far inland also. You need to, like, go more into the water. Kind of like, what, that fly fishing, right? I've never fly fished in my life. I fished a little bit off the dock when I was 14 and we had that cabin. That really hunger-grabbing <laughs> cabin. And me and my dog Delilah, we just would sit on the dock. And I think I got a five-gallon bucket, and I think it was, like, halfway filled with these little fish, and I brought it back. And my dad's like, well, we can't do anything with these. They're too small. Like, oh, okay. I just remember that, because that was a nice memory. It was summertime. They are definitely right that that piece of paper, there's nothing on the paper, and it's only wet on the corner. So Stephanie's been running like, DJ, come here. I have to catch my breath. Okay, I can talk now. She says, I saw a menahune. And she's like, no, you didn't, Stephanie. You didn't see a menahune because they do not exist. And Stephanie's like, yes, they do. Mr. Bear saw them too, right, Mr. Bear? And DJ's like, that bear has buttons for eyeballs. He saw nothing. I'm sorry. For your delusion, Stephanie. And Stephanie's getting freaked out. She's like, 
Well, if they're not real, because she's putting all her hopes into the myth of the Menahunes and hoping that they will come and save her and her family. Like, you read something like that and it's in print, then, I mean, to the eyes of a seven-year-old, they're probably like, that is probably true. If something tells you to believe in something so much that it'll happen, part of you kind of does believe it, especially at a young age. I probably would have believed that sign. She's like, what is going to happen to us? We don't have a bed. We don't have a phone to order for pizza. We don't have anything. She's like, we're doomed. In Stephanie's mind, she's probably like, we're never going to be found. We're going to be out here forever. We're going to die of dehydration. We haven't eaten since that bag of potato chips, which then Michelle spilled all over that map. So, but they, they had stuff there. Because he said we're going to have a picnic on the boat, which the food would have been with it. There is a big cooler filled with probably drinks and stuff. They couldn't have went through all of that in two hours and 46 minutes on that boat. Not to mention... If you're sit, if you're walking around, even walking around in the sun, how much of an appetite are you really gonna have? If anything, you're probably gonna feel dehydrated. You're gonna be very thirsty. You're probably gonna, you're walking around in the sun. Don't you get tired after a while? You get really worn out. That's how I feel. Like when you go to amusement parks, you're just walking around, and you're like. Well, I'm here. I guess I could eat, even though I don't have much of an appetite. We went to Six Flags back in 2011. And there was me, Jeremy, his brother, and his three step-siblings. And we were all walking around. And I'm trying to remember how much it cost for, like, one of those big, giant drinks that's refillable. I thought it was, like, maybe, like, 15 to 20 bucks. And we're all sipping off of it. And finally, instead of just having one, I think we eventually all just got our own because we were drinking from it so much. It's like, even if you're not hungry, you're still probably going to eat at an amusement park because the food is there. It's expensive, but it's there. So DJ quells Stephanie's fears, just saying, don't worry. Dad, Uncle Jesse, and Joey... I noticed that she did include Becky in that theory because Becky's not an aunt yet. Like, they're not going to let anything happen to us. They have it under control. We'll be okay. And I love that DJ is being the big, you know, she's a big sister. She's got to look out for her little sister. And at one point, she is going to have to step in and take charge because the adults can't stop arguing with each other. Now we come back to Danny, who is using a branch with some leaves on it to sweep the sand away. He's clearing a path or something. He's like, oh, this beach is too dirty. It's like, clearly this is bothering Danny. So he goes to what he knows best, and that is to clean. Something that he can use to take his mind off things. Joey was able to bring back some sticks for firewood. So, Michelle's like, Daddy, the plane, the plane! And that's supposed to be a reference to that uh, Fantasy Island show? So my guess is that could be a search and rescue plane. Searching for them, but then again, there's nothing. They haven't started a fire. Um, There's no, like, SOS, like, made out in... One of them could have been collecting shells 
or something in Driftwood to make a, like a help or an SOS. Because that kind of thing, they could see. They'd be able to see that there. But none of them thought to do that. Or at least a fire. A fire is going to tip them off. Like, there's a fire down there. Somebody might be down there. Because as we learn later, towards the end of the episode, like, they're on the island. They're just at the back of the island where nobody goes. So Jesse's like, oh, they can't hear us. And Joey's like, we'll be stranded on this island forever as he glares at Danny. And Danny's like, oh, I suppose this is my fault. Oh, don't, don't answer that. Like, yeah, it is your fault, Danny. So Jesse's like, yeah, it is your fault. I'll answer that and say, yes, it is your fault. You are to blame. And I say, we leave you here and we will start our own tribe. Of course, Becky's got to get her digging. And says, oh, what's it going to be? A tribe of Elvis impersonators? And I gotta say, after they just went for a swim in that waterfall, her hair is, and his hair, it's dry. Her hair is absolutely beautiful. It's down. It's not up in a ponytail anymore. And she's like, oh, you talk about his Elvis. He's like, enough of the Elvis stuff. Like, you enough with the Elvis stuff, Jesse. He's throwing it back in your face. So now we got Jesse and Becky arguing again. We got Joey and Danny arguing. So, of course, DJ needs to step in. There just happens to be a convenient conch shell, like, from Lord of the Flies. Somebody's got to step in and be the adult here because the adults are clearly not. It's almost like the roles have been reversed. The adults have become the children arguing and being petty with each other, and DJ's got to be the one to step up and say, hey, Stop fighting. We still have a lot of stuff to do. It's going to get dark soon. We haven't gotten any real food. No one's created an SOS sign. No one's even started a fire. And you know that Danny must have been a Boy Scout at one point in his day. So he should know how to start a fire. And and Jesse looks like the type of kid who would get in trouble probably playing with matches and stuff like that. Stop fighting! We're all in this together. The whole reason for this trip was to celebrate being a family. We're lucky to have each other. I bet if we start working together as a team, we can make Potato Chip Crumb Island a totally rad place to hang. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Very proud of you, Deke. Come on, let's do it, guys. All right, fellas, let's do it. I say the heck with Elvis. Let's build a hut, everybody, all right? We can call it a grassland. <laughs> Thanks for saying that, DJ. Michelle's looking a little worried. Not me. <laughs> Come on. I love how she calls it Potato Chip Island. Like, hey, we're supposed to be working together and we're supposed to be celebrating this time as having been a family for two years now. And we're not doing that. We need to work together. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to survive this is if we work together as a family. So, and Danny's like, you're right, DJ. We were wrong. We really should have been more adults in this situation. Thank you for reminding us to keep our heads on straight, basically. 
And <clears throat> Stephanie's like, thanks, DJ. Michelle was a little worried. And Michelle's like, who, me? Like, no, no, no. She's, you're, Stephanie's projecting her fears onto Michelle. Like, not me. It was her. <laughs> so luckily, it's, it's nightfall now. And they did get a fire going, which is good because it's already getting dark. They were able to cut open those coconuts and drink from them. Basically, uh, they built, like, a little grass shelter. And I know at one point, before they even got started with this, Becky makes a joke about calling it Grassland. And Jessie just kind of smiles and kisses her. So, yeah, she's good. DJ's going to give a toast to everybody for working together. Stephanie's going to give a toast to her big sister, DJ, for keeping everyone in line. And Michelle gives a toast to Big Bird. Like, eh. And then all of a sudden we hear this drum sound in the background. It's very faint at first, but then as soon as Stephanie says, It's the Menahunis, we're saved! That drum beat, like, intensifies and picks up so you can really hear it. I'd like to make a toast. Here's to Dad, Uncle Jesse, and Joey, and Becky for building our beautiful new home. Hey. And for being the best big sister on this whole island, here's to DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Here to paper. <laughs> this is the Mother Honeys. We're saved. Come on, everybody. Stephanie, wait. Honey, hold on. It's dark out there. children just take the men actually just take the man responsible uh, excuse me sir I don't mean to pry but where are we Pua Pua we're here see the skipper got us to the right island just the wrong side of it you must be the owners of the boat they washed ashore sorry if we scared you but we like to tease the tourists before we put them on stage pretty funny eh <laughs> This is Polynesia invites our visitors to join us on stage for Tahitian dancing. So Stephanie starts like, oh, it's the Menahunis, we're saved. And she starts running off in the dark where Danny, conveniently, there's a torch right by where that the, the campfire is. He grabs it and heads off. They all start going off and like following Stephanie and she's following the noise. So like, it's dark out here, Stephanie, please be careful. And then all of a sudden, well, she's going on saying the Menahunis are cute and adorable. She's going based on that little sign that she saw and that little adorable mullet-haired boy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this tribe of men with face paint and grass skirts and spears appear and go, ah! And it's like, oh, ah! <laughs> But... I'm gonna, if you go back and play where they get screamed at by this tribe, the elongated script, it's so, towards the end of it, it's like, ah, it's fake, because they know they're getting, you know, crept up on. 
So, yeah, Jesse kind of is like, hey, just, um, don't hurt us, take, leave the women and children, just take the men, I mean the man responsible, Danny, here. And turns out, they are on Pua, and Danny's like, Pua, seriously? And he looks like, guys, see, I got us to Pua, just the other side of it. And the guy mentions how you must be the boat that was reported um, that had washed up on shore somewhere. So they probably sent a search... That plane was probably a search and rescue plane. And he says, sorry, we'd like to, like, scare the tourists once in a while. <laughs> I love this guy's... The intricate designs of paint. It's, it's gorgeously beautiful. I love it. And I also love... He's got these earrings that have the, like, red and white little feathers. And he's got what looks like um, a, a shark's tooth necklace. And he's got this beautiful, it is a New Zealand accent, but it is really very becoming. It is very, very nice. I like it. He says, Melly I can't say it. You know, the, so he's basically saying Merry Christmas. So they kind of peel back the, the layers of, of the tropical leaves. And we see the stage with hula dancers and, you know, tribal meals. It's just, it's really great and beautiful. And Danny's like, excuse me, sir, what's going on here? Like, oh, yeah, this is the island Pua. This is our Polynesian show. So that's originally what they had come to Pua for. He just didn't know that they were on Pua. It's like, that was the island that was after the potato chip. Danny, do you know how to read a map? Then the guy says, you guys must be the owners of the boat that washed ashore. Oh, he says, we'd like to tease, sorry if we scared you, but we'd like to tease the tourists before we put them on stage. Like, oh, really? So you hear this guy over the speaker saying, we'd like to invite our visitors to dance on stage at the Polynesian show. So we got Jesse, he's waggling his butt, his cute little butt, in front of <laughs> the... Oh, that's cute. And then Joey, of course, he's got this, like, V-neck dad, white dad sweater. And then this girl in this, this headdress, this big, like, giant looking, um, headdress is really pretty. I really like it. And he notices her. He's like, hey, it's you. And she asks, like, do you want to dance? He's like, read my hips, as he's kind of sashaying his hips from side to side. And he says, I've been looking all over for you. I'd be like, uh, okay, <laughs> great, I have a stalker now. And he says, she said, asks, would you like to dance with me? He, said, he says, read my hips. And she's like, read my first, and she puts his hands on her hips. Whoa. <laughs> You see Becky go up to one of the guys on the drums, and you clearly can hear her mouthing the words, Rockahula Baby. Like, do you know Rockahula Baby? And the guy nods, like, oh yeah. I mean, if Elvis, like, did some, you know, movies out there, I'm sure that that would be something that they would tr uh, pay tribute to. Like, have you seen Lilo and Stitch? Elvis music throughout the movie. I love Lilo and Stitch. Granted, that came out in 2002, which was at least a good 
12, 14 years away? I don't know. I like the girls that are uh, doing the sashaying hips with the uh, the other hula girls. And Stephanie, of course, Jody Sweden is a dancer, so this should come pretty easy to her. So I'm going to play this clip as Becky comes up to Jesse. She's like, I made a request. This one's for you and Elvis. Rock a hula your heart out, baby. I talked to the band. This one's for you and for Elvis. Rock a hula your heart out, baby. The band knows the song? The band knows the song, yeah. I love how they're getting the audience into it as he's singing the song he's like pointing to like on the stage he's pointing to um the girls and danny and then of course on the other side it's going to be uh becky and joey and then he's getting like pointing to the audience like as the audience is kind of like putting their hands up in the air and they're really getting into it and it's just i bet that would have been fun to be able to participate in that i'd probably be too shy but <laughs> and he picks up michelle and he's kind of singing with her Standing ovation, everybody! Standing ovation! <laughs> they love you, Jess! They love you! We do get an advertisement here for the Northwest Airlines. We're happy to be able to provide transportation for the cast and crew of Full House. Says, accommodations and locations provided by Turtle Bay Hilton and Country Club. Is that where the, the Seavers stayed when they went to Maui? I want to look that up real quick. It's kind of cool. So yeah, I thought this was a real cute episode. I like that the cast got to go to a cool new location. They got to they got to have a vacation, which is awesome. So I'd have to say definitely for my favorite outfit for the episode is gotta be Stephanie in the beginning when they are they're still at the, the resort in the beginning of the movie and Stephanie's got her hair her, her curly hair in you know, pigtails, and she's wearing that blue, you know, with white tropical flowers. I really like that. As far as for worst, I really don't have a worst outfit for this episode. Can you imagine if they brought Kimmy along? Because I swear I saw a picture on an Instagram or something that did have Andrea Barber like behind the scenes or something but she was not in the episode so i'm guessing that maybe it was a trip for all the cast and crew even if andrea barber was not in the episode like you're part of the show so so the quote i think i'm definitely gonna go with is jesse after seeing a beautiful hawaiian girl he's like have and becky's like careful and jesse's like uh a nice day <laughs> and she pulls him away by his suspender so I think what I want to do for next week is going to be The House Meets the Mouse Parts 1 and 2. I, As much as I would love to try to fit it into one episode, it's just I think that is going to be way too long. So I want to do it in two separate episodes for next week. Because I'm just looking at my list here of what ones are being done when. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, i got to look up Andrea Barber's birthday real quick because I want to do that birthday her birthday episode for her birthday so I just I know it's like in early July so I just gotta double check here where are you Andrea July 3rd so gonna that's gonna be the one I'm gonna be working on I just thought it'd be awesome to do um I'm planning you know Andrea Barber's got a memoir coming out in November 
and I'm going to get myself a copy. And I thought, you know what? I would love to do a giveaway, like, for the holidays. Just get, you know, get a copy and just give it away. You guys don't really have to, you know, maybe I can do, like, a trivia question or something fun like that. But that way, it could be a great holiday gift for if you, if there's a Full House fan out there that you know. I just think that would be, that'd be fun. You know, I got a lot of giveaways coming up this um, August, September, there's going to be one. And then, of course, I got some coming up for Christmas, which I'm not going to say what they are yet. Guys, these aren't going to be anything autographed either, so um, I'll put your mind at ease with that. So, yep, I'm going to be working on The House Meets the Mouse Part 1 and Part 2. Like I said, they'll be separate. So, after that one, let's see what's next on the docket here. Oh, boy. Uh, Come Fly With Me. That will be also in July. Um, let's see. It was a dark and stormy night. With the Cropsy Maniac, the camp. That's kind of towards the end of summer, and so is Come Fly With Me. And let's see. Welcome Back is going to be at the end of August. That's going to be a, like an end of summer back to school barbecue type thing. So that's going to be cool. And that's going to lead right into the back to school stuff. Um, August, we're going to do 13 Candles, Crush. And from Fuller House, Ramona's Not-So-Epic Party. So, because my... Dang it. Oh, this is empty. Um, so, yeah. Because my birthday's in August. I just thought it'd be fun to do, like, some birthday-centered Full House. And you guys know I'm Full House. Whenever it's someone's birthday, it doesn't exactly always go to plan. When Michelle's birthday, the first time they get locked, she and Jesse and Stephanie get locked in a... Gas station, mechanic auto garage, uh, Michelle's next birthday, Nikki and Alex are born, which actually is a good thing. Um, Tommy Page comes for Stephanie's birthday. Uh, DJ has to deal with a spin the bottle game where she and her crush Kevin are almost forced to kiss. Ramona's not so epic party where the party does not go off so great. Kimmy and Fernando get into an argument and she just wants her parents to get along even though they're separated. And so, yeah. And of course, birthday blues. Kimmy's birthday is set up on the same night as the six-month anniversary of Steven DJ. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of fun things. I Like I said, guys, I love doing this. I love the show. I hope you're enjoying it too. So, yeah. And, and also, if you guys got any memories of trips you took together as a family where things didn't always go right and everything, I, I'd love to hear about it. Or even just trips that went great that you, you remember and stuff like that. I mean, growing up, I didn't go on trips with my with my family. You know, we, we didn't go anywhere. I mean, we never traveled outside of Michigan. The only time I ever did is once I once I got married... With Jeremy is when we started going on trips. You know, we went to Florida. I didn't go to Disney World. We went in 2009. Uh, 2011, we went to Georgia. Let's see. Where did we go after that? We went to Wyoming for Jeremy's brother's wedding in 2012. I don't know if we went on a trip every single year or not. 
Uh, Jeremy and I went to D.C. a couple summers ago, which was really awesome. And this year we're going to Texas, so yeah. Summer's definitely the time for travel. Road trips, honestly, are the best. Jeremy loves to fly, though, so it just... It's fun. It's just fun. You know, I bring some books, bring some music, all that fun stuff. And it's just fun. You know, you're in close proximity with, with, with the person you, and that honestly is a great test for a relationship as you stick two people in a car for like hours on end. I don't like to, like I said, I don't like to drive in unfamiliar areas. So, um, especially I don't. Even around here, I don't really drive very often with Jeremy riding shotgun because he'll be, like, commenting the whole time or criticizing my driving, and it gets irritating. Like, ugh! <laughs> Cannot believe next month we'll have been married for 12 years. I know it's not anything like 20 years, but we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. But it's just, it's been such a wild ride. We've actually been married for almost 12 years, but in November we'll have been to get, have been together for 16. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great, great weekend. It's almost here. Holiday weekend. If you guys are watching Stranger Things 3, like I'm going to be doing next week, hit me up at... O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H-Podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear... Oh, I'm so ready. I'm, I've been ready for a year and a half. Because that's how long it's been since season two came out. So, Alright. Bye-bye, everybody.